This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! All right, guys, welcome back. Another episode of the Morning Skate, episode 115. Uh, we got a lot on the agenda today. I'm here. Ked, your host. Uh, I'm here with Hal. Hal, what's up, buddy? Nothing, dude. How are you? I'm good. Maybe a little bit more energy as this goes on. And I'm yeah, also... See, I'm here, also uh, here's, the issue. here's the issue, dude. It's I don't know about you. I'm not much of a, a January, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day person. Like, to me, there's nothing really to look forward to at this point. All I see is, like, months without a vacation, it's kind of like sledding. It's like dark out still, but like, you know, the holidays aren't coming. Usually the only thing that happens in January is I like try to eat healthy and go to the gym and hate my life. So really there's nothing to look forward to at this point, um, except for hockey, I guess. So that's a positive. So I'll try to bring more energy, but it's just, it's just tough out here. Those are all valid arguments, but now I'm like really sad. Uh, <laughs> Dale, BizDev, Dale's also here. He's got his new ref jersey on. Uh, he's 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 quite the vibe. What's up, Dale? You know what fucking vibes, dude? I'm back. It's been a rough weekend, dude. Battled, pushed, punched, popped, port, <laughs> spiked, yanked. It's Listen, doc- let's stop him right now. So people who are listening at home, we challenged Dale to do 38 Doc Emmerich verbs by the end of the thing. So you telling us what you did in a weekend with all these verbs does not count. I know, dude. I'm just throwing a couple in there in the beginning. I'm just good. Twelve. All right. Chill. All right. This Dev Dale here. Find me in the analytics section. Of your your morning skate podcast. Let's go. I'm ready to rock. All right. I, I we can we can build off of that. NHL in the news. Let's go. NHL in the news time. We got we got some beauties here. First things first, before, actually before we get into the NHL in the news, I just want to bring this up. Uh, there's a pond hockey festival going on in Binghamton. 
2020 Pinkerton Pond Festival, January 17th to the 19th. Uh, it's done on 110 by 220 mechanically refrigerated ice sheets in the middle of the, sh- oh boy, Shenango Valley State Park. Dale, maybe you can get on that. Let me know if I said that right. Team fee is 400 bucks for a single team of four to eight players. All players get hooked up with multiple swag items. I don't know what those are. Three games guaranteed, one Friday, two Saturday, with all the playoffs on Sunday. The proceeds are donated locally to sponsor youth teams and support other youth-type stuff. All players must be 21 and over on the first date of the tournament because it's a Labatt tournament. If you guys are in the area, check it out. It's bingpondfest.com. Check that out. Also, before getting into NHL news, boys, that Darren McCarty interview was fucking awesome. Did really, really well. I don't know if any of you got a chance to listen to it. I know Dale did. How did you get a shot or no? I'm like, I, I've heard bits and pieces so far. I haven't heard the whole thing, dude. Good job, dude. It's kind of cool to have an NHL player open up and feel comfortable talking with you. It's kind of nice now knowing that, like, you're kind of the interview guy, so I'm just going to stay in my lane. I don't have to participate because you've really seemed to find your stride. Um, but, yeah, dude, that was cool. Um, Darren McCarty, like, nice <laughs> enough for him to do that, too, to just come on to our podcast. Like, I feel like he's just down to talk and had really good stories. So that's awesome. And in terms of, like, people that we would want to get, like, I feel like that's the most perfect, like, morning skate interview guy just because he's a, he's a hammer. You know what I mean? Like, he, he grew up, he played for the Adirondack Red Wings. He'd fight anybody. He was, he was big in big moments. Dale, what would you think of the, uh, the uh, podcast, bud? Oh, my God, dude. I loved it. I uh, doubled down on what says, Hal, excuse me. Um, you're, you really are hitting your yeah, stride. You really are hitting your stride, and he uh, – he talked very great, very eloquently on a wide variety of topics. I really appreciated what he had to say about overcoming addiction, um, and just all around, un- hey, unreal, hey, unreal Dale, story about the, Dale, the fight. Dale, you yeah. can you can you can plug your shit right now if you want to. I'm good with that. All right, yeah. So um, again, BizDev Dale here on the other side of things. I I kind of went through my own stuff and uh, starting a, a thing called Let's Chat About It, where um, people can talk together about mental health and overcoming addiction together. You can check it out. It's at Let's Chat About It, letschataboutit.com. Um, I won't take up too much time, but yeah, it's all about helping each other out and spreading awareness, decreasing stigma. Thanks, God. No problem, man. Especially after holidays, before holidays, I'm sure a lot of people feel alone. There's always somebody to talk to. If you guys need to reach out, you can go to those Twitter handles or also go to just Dale's uh, TMS Biz Dev, Biz Dev if, uh, if you guys are going through some shit. Just to jump back to the pond hockey tournament, too, really quick. Like, Binghamton's one of those cities where, like, you ever hear, like, it's one of those cities where they're like, oh, like, back in, like, 1905, this was, like, the richest city in the country. Is that a thing? And, and Yeah, I think so. And then you look around, you're like, no, it wasn't. But I actually, I actually low-key enjoy Binghamton. There's something like, there's like something in the air in Binghamton. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like. I don't know if I've ever been. Dale's, Dale's definitely been to Binghamton. I've been, dude. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a hard-nosed city, just like Glens Falls, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. We're probably, I'm talking way too much about Binghamton right now. I just wanted to bring up that fun fact that I don't think anyone is aware of. It's the same thing with, like, Troy and Schenectady. It was, like, one of those cities. But that'd be cool. Pond Hockey Tournament, cool. Dale's plug. Good job, dude. Awesome, boys. All right, now it's NHL news time. Uh, first things first, Doc Emmerich was inducted into the 2019 Sports Broadcasting Hall of Fame. My question is, why did it take so long for this guy to get inducted to this Hall of Fame? He's, he's a natural. He's, a, like... If you think of NHL hockey, you think about who's announcing it. 
other than like the old ESPN days with like Gary Thorne and Bill Clement, which we've also interviewed. If you want to check that out, just scroll down and somewhere down there. Um, love Doc, dude. Ricochet, man. That was that was always my go-to. Ricochet and Helter Skelter. I loved when he'd say that. Yeah, Kareemed was mine. Uh, I just love that. Yeah, it's a great one. Um, yeah, other than him, him and Al Michaels, like top two for me. Yeah, my only my only beef with this dude, anything that I would say is you said why did it take so long? I think listen, I think Doc Emmerich is a fantastic announcer. I think he does a great job. He's probably like arguably the best of all time. Um, but I'm a big fan of people retiring like ten years, and then ten years later getting like the call of the Hall of Fame. Like while in progress. Uh, inductees to the Hall of Fame, that is sick. I think it's like it's such an honor, but at the same time, I like that buildup. I like that it's been like 10 years, and then Doc Emmerich's like doing a media tour, and you hear from him from a couple of weeks. So I don't know. I think that's the only reason why it took so long. Um, yeah, that's my take. Okay. Uh, just real quick, a couple of stats. 73 years old, 46 years of broadcasting. He's called the Stanley Cup Final 14 times. Um, he was diagnosed and beat cancer in 1991. He's 25 years cancer-free of prostate cancer. And, um, yeah, there will be 115 inductees now in the, the Hall of Fame there. Attaboy, Dale. That's a, hey, now you're even, man. We're back up to even. I like that shit. Woo. Oh, here's a, here's a side note. The first NHL or hockey team that he ever covered was the Maine Mariners. Uh, back in the day when they won, uh, fuck, what's the trophy in the AHL? Calder. When they won the Calder Cup. So they won in 78, 79, uh, and he was there for both of them, or just one. I don't know. I just thought that was a cool fact. Started in the AHL, worked his way up. That is pretty cool. Uh, now that we mentioned the Calder Cup, I just want to bring this up. The Thunder, uh, Adirondack Thunder Zamboni driver, he gets off the ice. He goes, hey, buddy, you look pretty good at that. How long have you been doing it for? And he goes, 86. And then just walked away. So that guy, he got to experience Darren McCarty. I wonder if they know each other. Damn, um, I'm be honest with you, dude. I don't know how you get that job, but that I and I'm sure it's not that high paying of a job. But what a career that is. Yeah, to just whip the zambonis. It, that guy saw a ton of shit back when they were really good and won Calder Cups in, in Adirondack. That must have been unreal. Um. Now we're moving on to the Daniel Monte of the NHL. A recent report just came out. Some like, some like Russian dude. Who, who's I'm pretty sure he's verified, comes down and he says, I'm not sure if people know this, but Ilya Kovalchuk's actually two, older, two years older than what people think he is. Buddy, clearly nobody knew about that. Otherwise, that would have been an issue, I would think, right? Yeah, I'm all about that. I don't really know if it – has it been, like, confirmed or anything else on that? Or, like, I think that's kind of all that we've seen. I don't know because the one thing I would say on that is I feel like Russian reporters usually don't go rogue. Like, I feel like you can't go rogue in that country. Like, that doesn't work out well for you. So I don't know if there's some truth to this. Um, but I mean, it would make sense because if you look at Ilya Kovalchuk, like when he came into the league as a young player, he was tall, he was built, he's kind of like a truck, like Ovechkin in that sense. Like to figure out that guy's two years older kind of makes sense when you look at like what he looked like compared to other rookies nowadays. I just like, I, I took business law back in the day. So like, I know a little bit about law in high school, but isn't, isn't that like breach of contract, dude? Like if, if you sign a contract saying like you're this, however many years old. And then you fall off quicker because you're two years older than what you told the team. Couldn't the team just, like, sue you for that? Potentially. I, I know there's been companies, like young startup companies, that, you know, are valued pretty high that lie about, you know, how long they've been in. Um, he's, th he's 36 years old. So he's 
38. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah, these are all allegations. I think we should keep that in mind. Uh, Andrei Shvechnikov did the Michigan again. Uh, Niels Hoglander in World Juniors did it. This this move's getting old real quick. Uh, what do you have on this? Is this now the Shvechnikov, now that he did it twice, or is it still the Michigan? I still no. think the Michigan just because I hate the Hurricanes. I think it's the Michigan because that was the first one to do it, and that's like the groundbreaking thing. That's like – True. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Neil Armstrong, Moon, Jackie Ra- Robinson making, like, Major League Baseball. Like, the guy from Michigan doing the Michigan. That's how it works. The guy from Michigan didn't do the Sveshnikov. Um, the one thing I'll say on this, though, kid, I, I, like, I agree with you in the fact it's like, all right, we've seen it so many times. Like, it probably isn't that hard. The only way I'll turn on it, though, is if Sveshnikov just keeps doing it. Like, if he does it nine times in a year, dude, that's kind of funny. Like, if he's just going to drag his Michigan move goal, like, all over the league's face with his nuts, like, who cares? I would agree. If he scores, like, 15 Michigan goals this year, like, that's kind of funny. Like, you'd think you'd be able to stop that. Actually, honestly, dude, if, if he sh- if he does, like, at least five this year, I'll probably think it's funny. If he does a ridiculous amount, it'll be awesome. But if he keeps doing this, like, then you kind of have to, like, tip, his- tip your hat at that point because it's just, like, something that works. And if nobody else can do it. I mean, the Michigan came out, what, ten- that was eight, ten years ago, right? No, nobody- that was, like, in the 90s, right? Yeah, Thank you. right. A little bit. So nobody else has done it. A lot of people have tried. Nobody else has gotten it. Um, I think it's sick. That is hey, true. Dale makes a good point. Really because you have guys like Austin Matthews, and I think Pedersen tried it uh, before. Although Pedersen was just interviewed about the Hoglander thing. He's like, I think I can do that. I'm going to try it sometime soon. So I don't know. I think you're going to see a lot of guys trying to do this now. One thing I will say, dude, back in the day, I, don't, I feel like if you've listened to the podcast, you, you'd know that I'm a really big uh, Chell Dynasty mode guy. I play a lot at Chell. Um but I didn't get the game this year. I, I've had some difficulties with the game. I just brought up Chell because I already think the product's worse. And if they add in the Michigan goal and people, like, if you're playing someone online, they score, like, seven Michigan goals on you in a game, like, the game will be terrible. Do not put the Michigan goal into Chell. That's a stupid move. Or if you do put the Michigan goal into Chell, like, make sure, like, it registers that you've done it before. So then it, it takes you, like, five months to do it again. Yeah. I think it should be an automatic game over. Oh, yeah, it probably would be. Yeah, if you were, like, drinking. But that would be fine, dude, because in Chell, I feel like you could just rush your defenseman, like, to the far post and, like, hammer him. Right, dude, you don't even attempt a shot on that. You just, you're really just trying to get behind the net. <laughs> uh, Joel Faraby was suspended three games for his hit on Matthew Perot. Uh, some of this news is a little bit older because last week we uh, we didn't come out with one. But I saw this hit. It was late for sure. Three games? I don't know. What do you have on this? I think it's three games because pros in concussion protocol. Yeah, I mean, all I have on this, dude, is isn't this the same kid um, who got, like, pumped by Felino like, a couple days before? I think, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, right, you get pumped by Felino, kind of get looking like a chump online. People are making fun of you, the poor rookie. So what do you do? You go out and you and you right. hammer Matthew Pearl, the five foot ten finesse center. Um, he was just trying to get some street cred back, dude. That's the bottom line. Like his stock was at an all time low and now he's got his bad boy image back. Um, so, I mean, I guess good for him, but I think it was a suspendable hit. I think it was kind of dumb. I don't really know what to make of this kid. He's very flyers, gets his ass kicked one game. Like I said, then he buries someone the next. That's just very Philadelphia. Yeah. It's weird because like, I would say 10 years ago, this hit would not be suspendable. Like, do you remember when Steve Downey like killed Dean McAmmond? And it was, like, way later than that. And I don't even know if he, he – he probably got suspended. But, like, this is a hit that used to just be like, oh, okay, it was a little bit late, whatever. 
kind of ruined Dean, ruined Dean McCammon's career, dude. That was, Dean McCammon's like like one of those guys that you look back on, like early two thousands, like Senators. He's a great role player. Great. And, like, there's been some like who was the American guy? He was a smaller center. I think he played for the Senators. Might not have. He was on the Sabres for sure, and he had tons of concussion problems and never actually ended up being – like, he was a pretty all right player, but he was supposed to be – was it Conroy? Craig Conroy? Yeah. Is he yeah, from like, Potsdam? Yeah, he played for, like, Calgary mostly, I think. Yeah, he was supposed to be really fucking good, and I think he just got tons of concussions from, like, hits like that and just never, like, panned out like what he was supposed to. Yeah, still a good defensive player. Dale, you got anything? Uh, just confirmed he is from Potsdam, New York. All right. That way, Dale. Yes. A plus one for Dale. Moving on, World Juniors time. Uh, Hal wrote this one down. Any players you liking? Uh, I mean, for the Americans, it's hard not to like that Trevor Zegras kid. Yeah. Uh, he had four primary assists the other game, and I think he had like five minutes of ice time. It was something absurd. Of the wind, eventually. All right, Dak one again, Dale. Uh, <laughs> he gets it. He gives it back. Um, I don't know. The Niels Hoglander kid looks like he's like he's like super, just like talented. I don't know if it's gonna really show up in an NHL type game. Uh, the Lafreniere kid's really good. We'll get into him in a little bit. For the Americans, Keandre Miller's looked good, but he had that turnover where Canada ended up winning off the Lafreniere uh, goal. I don't know. Other than that, I, I really like uh, what the hell is his name? The defenseman on the uh, Russian team, Montreal Canadiens draft pick. Romanov, that kid looks like he's really fucking sick. Uh, and I guess the Russian goalie's supposed to be really good this year. But how? What about you? Any guys that's really standing out for you? Uh the only guy I'll say, because just because it's somebody, it's somebody who we've like talked about on the podcast before, scored a goal against USA, uh, Delandria or whatever the Stars draft pick. If you don't remember, he's the kid. He was the kid who he got drafted like 13th overall, I think, to the Stars. But basically, he played for the Flint uh, for Flint in the OHL, and that's like the biggest firestorm of a junior team, like in North America. They were like the worst team in hockey for like three years. He never demanded a trade. Everyone was kind of thought it was interesting, like a top twenty pick playing literally on the worst junior team. And he's the captain there this year, and they're actually like about above five hundred. So he's like basically turned around the worst organization in junior hockey in the OHL. Um, and I always thought it was just kind of an interesting thing. Like, what would you think if you had? If you had a star or, like, a big prospect that you drafted in the first round, he only puts up, like, a point per game, but he's, like, on the worst team in hockey. Like, do you think do you think that's a good situation for a prospect to be in, or do you think that's a bad one? Because I think yeah. it's a positive. I'm glad you asked me that, because that's what happened to Vitaly Kratsov last year when he was on that tractor team. They were, like, one of the worst teams in the KHL, and he ended up being, like, one of the better players. He broke up with the Rangers on Instagram and then got back together with them, so I don't know how great of a look it is going to be for this Flint guy if he can stay off of social media. But during the time I was – it would have been cool if he was on a good team because he would have had way more points. But the fact that he's putting up those points with less people kind of makes you realize, like, he's making everybody else around him better. Yeah, it's fair. So, yeah, I mean, that that's pretty much the only player. I, I got to be honest with you. I haven't been able to watch a ton of games. Like, it's hard. It's hard being around at weird hours of the day. It's going to be even worse when I go back to work tomorrow. So that sucks. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really what I have on players. Do you have – do we, you want to talk about the Russian captain? Yeah, so this is a big, big story. Russia uh, ended up pumping Canada 6 nothing. Afterwards, they're doing the national anthem. Captain for the uh, Canadian team, Barrett Hayton, didn't take his helmet off. 
the Russian captain came over, said something. The refs, like, told him to go back to the blue line. During the handshakes, he pointed to his head as if, like, hey, you didn't take your helmet off. And then, like, four Russians didn't shake his hand. Statement from Barrett Hayton today. I'm sorry for leaving my helmet on for the Russian anthem following today's game, and I apologize to the Russian team and its fans. As a leader on this team, I was trying to process the game and evaluate how we can regroup. I was lost in the moment. The Russians played a great game tonight. My actions were not intended to be disrespectful. My mistake should not detract from their win. I owe it to my team and all Canadians to be better. I call big-time bullshit on this. As a player who didn't even play at the highest level but still had to do national anthem type shit, like, you're on the blue line. You know you're supposed to take your helmet off. That's like... That's what you literally do every single time. There's nothing that you can tell me that this kid did not do this on purpose to like be like fuck Russia, right? Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree to a certain extent. Like, I think, I think my position on it would be like, it's so it's okay. Like, you should apologize. You maybe like nowadays, like they make you release statements. Remember, wasn't there a draft like a Russian last year who had to release a statement through an agent or some shit? Yeah, they're captain for, like, saying fuck off to or something like that. That's what I'm saying, dude. So there's always these stupid agent statements. But at the end of the day, dude, like, uh, if you're, like, Hockey Canada, like, you just got to be honest about it. Like, I was pissed off. Like, I'm an idiot. Like, I messed up. Like, to say you forgot about taking your helmet off and you, like, you were in the heat of the moment, like, that's really not accepting, like, any fault at all for, like, the situation. That's just kind of reflecting it. So I think that's stupid. Just be honest. Like, like you're right, dude. Like, I... Like, I was pissed off. Like, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, Devin Setaguchi came out and tweeted, Today, Barrett Hayton, captain of Team Canada's World Junior Hockey Team, displayed one of the most embarrassing acts of character I've ever seen in hockey. Need to, needs to issue a statement of apology now or caught him mid-tournament. Devin Setaguchi from the freaking clouds, dude. Yeah, David Posternock gave him a thumbs down on Twitter. I thought that was pretty powerful. Um, the other thing, dude, I don't know if you saw it. So, in, in the handshake line, right? So, the, the, the Russian captain points to his helmet. I thought that was an all-time move. Um, especially because it's like Russia and like, if you've been watching it all, like USA today, like Russia just throws bodies around. Um, so what I was trying to say now I'm totally fucking lost. Oh boys. Can someone give me like somebody tell me it's going to be all right. It's going to be good, dude. You got this. No, no. Okay, all right, we'll move on. If no. you remember, let me know. Oh, 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 I got it, I got it. So in the Russian line, right, so the captain does it, and then the next three guys don't get his handshake. I don't know if you noticed this. I don't know. I couldn't tell what number he was. If anyone knows, please let me know. The third, the, the last guy in the Russian line, so it goes captain, two players, and then this kid. Not only does he, instead <laughs> of putting his hand down to not do his hand, he has this sick, like, slicked back hair, and he... And he does the toss, and then he puts his hand through his hair instead of shaking the kid's hand. All-time move by that kid. I thought that was hilarious. You know what I mean? Because, like, some of the guys just put their hands down. He acted like he was busy, like, rearranging his hair. Like, fuck you. Big league, then. Big league, then. Welcome to the show. And then immediately shook the next guy's hand. Dude, I don't know if you said this just because we're talking about World Juniors. The, like, the one thing I will say about why World Juniors is awesome is, is like, Canada beats the United States. Russia spanks Canada or Russia speaks Canada and then the USA beats Russia. Like it never makes any sense. Like you would think a team like Canada losing six, nothing would meet this Russian teams like all world and would destroy the USA. And they came out and won. So I don't know. I think it's been an exciting world juniors. Like the games haven't been super close, but it's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how accurate this is, but I feel like over the last couple of years, I feel like USA, Canada and Russia are always in the same fucking thing. And then Sweden and Finland are always in the other one. Why don't we mix that up a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I get it, because then you get all those rivalries. 
But it is kind of hard, like, in the round robin to, like, come out looking like peaches when you play those two teams every year. Yeah, that's what I think. Uh, Canadian superstar Alexis Lafreniere, I think I'm saying that right. Uh, he got hurt, but he had an MRI that revealed no fracture nor torn ligaments. He won't play against Germany, but his status for the World Juniors is up in the air. Kind of a weird play. After it happened, like, I kind of figured he was just kind of being soft, and then he'd come back, but he ended up not. I guess it's a lot more serious than it looks, or than it looked. But I don't know. Maybe I just didn't really see the whole thing, but people online were, like, freaking out about it. Did you get to see it? Yeah, so here's my thing on it, dude. Like, and, like, we – I don't know if you guys remember this. Do you remember the na- the basketball national championship game when that guy from Louisville, like, went up and broke his leg in half on national TV? Oh, or, yeah. like, when, like, Gordon Hayward for the Celtics, everyone was crying last year when he broke his leg. Willis, McG- like, Willis McGahee against Ohio State years ago, dude, and court- Ken Dorsey was the quarterback yeah. in Miami, dude. Dude, that's what people were acting like when this kid, like, went down. Yeah. And, like, he, it's not torn, and there's, like, no f- fracture. Like, it's not that bad. It's not the end of the world. This kid's yeah, going to be okay. Canada's baby, dude. It's like Canada's McDavid or Crosby. Like, they're going to be like that. I, yeah, I guess, dude. It just seemed like someone killed Santa Claus, dude. People were really upset. Like, you're going to be all right. Yeah, rub some dirt on it, man. Like, honestly, like, if you don't play another game, then maybe I think that you're not up for big games. Oh, jeez, dude. That's tough. No, I – that's a tough thing to say, dude. I get it. I mean, the only thing – it's like it's like a re – if something he can injure again, like, that's kind of a tough position to put I know, a I'm just saying a hot take. Clearly, like, if he doesn't play him, it's because he's hurt. <laughs> I don't need the Twitter brigade coming at me after that. I hope he's okay. Yeah. Dale, do you have anything on anything with the World Juniors? Kirill Slepitz. That's the guy um, you're ta- you're referring to. So Is I he- think... What's that? Is he drafted? In the NHL. Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, oh. <laughs> round, round, round five, 152 overall, and then 2019 entry. I so like to tag everything that I said, dude. That kid's an asshole. Like, oh, you know what we should do, kid? You should clip that and then be like, "Look at this Carolina Hurricane prospect not having fun at World Juniors, being disrespectful." I thought the kids were watching. So disrespectful, dude! You gotta shake people's hands. In That's the not. Hands. If I'm Tom Dundon, I send this kid a message and I tear his East ELC, his first entry level contract, up, dude. Are you kidding me? Tom Dundon's probably gonna make a shampoo after this kid's hair after this. It's <laughs> true, dude. What's next? Uh, that's it for World Juniors. Uh, Ovechkin skipping the All-Star game. 34 years old. Said he wants to rest up for the second half and stuff. People are pissed. People are happy about it. I could, I could care less if Ovechkin's going to be at the game. He's been at so many different All-Star games. The thing is, if somebody said maybe, <coughs> maybe you give 30-year-old plus the option of not playing in the All-Star game, that gets a little dicey because then you're going to have an All-Star game filled with like John Scott's at the end of the day, and nobody wants that, dude. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I guess... My question for you, do you think Ovechkin, obviously, if he's skipping all-star games, he's getting old. Like, do you do you think Ovechkin's going to, like, try to stay as long as he can to try to break the goal record? Like, I, do you think that's a goal of his? Yeah, I think so. It yeah. should be. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if he's going to stay that long and he's going to try to play, like, I don't really have a problem with it. The only thing I'll say is, like, it kind of sucks because Alex Ovechkin literally – put the all-star game on his back for like three or four years he was the only fun thing about it he got drunk at that one uh at like the draft that one year he put on like the superman cape like he does cool stuff at it he's like fun with the fans like he really 
he really gets into it. So that's the only thing that really sucks. Like it sucks from the game standpoint, but at the same time, I think the fact that Alex Ovechkin actually he pretty he went full throttle at All Star games. Like you know what I mean? He put the effort in. At that point, it's like, well, this guy actually cares more than most people already, so he doesn't have to go every year. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a huge All Star game guy. I used to be back when they like competed and they had like the teal and like. Uh, purple eastern western conference ones i just i don't know man i kind of wish that they would play it as if it were the mlb where the winner gets home ice of whatever conference it's in but hockey's a little bit different from baseball in a sense that like you're banging bodies like you know what i mean i wouldn't be like you're just throwing fucking 96 on the black <laughs> that's true dude but the nhl expects like the players to go to the world cup you know what i mean and they bang their bodies in that tournament right before the season but i agree it would never happen dale what do you what do you have uh, I'm on to the next one, to be honest. Okay. Let's get, I'm skipping ahead. I'm, I'm ready, though. Okay. This one, this one, Hal put on. A Toronto cop was caught watching the Senators play the Flyers at the scene of a double shooting. There were two people hurt. There was a cop waiting in his car, and come to find out, this guy's just, he's watching the Senators play the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, a lot of people are really upset about this. What do you guys have on it? Dale. Okay. Oh, okay, so between the first of the year and Sunday this whole year, there's been 471 shooting incidents in Toronto, 12 of which were in this division, that area of the park. So this guy's been this guy's been there before. He knows the drill. I mean, I understand why people are upset, but it's 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 hard it's hard to not be on this guy's this guy's side. I mean, he's out. He's the one that's out there in his car where shooting just took place. Like. Who are who are all of us to say from the comfort of our homes, like not out there putting our lives in danger that this guy can't do this during it's probably a routine thing. Like like that he probably knows he's got thirty minutes until another car gets there. Or so I, I don't know what it is, but I just think these guys are first responders. They're he, he can do it. I, I mean How what what do you think about Dale's take there? I, I mean I like it. I mean in all seriousness, like, if someone got shot outside my house and I went outside and, like, the cop was watching, like, the Minnesota Vikings football game, I'd be pissed. But from the other standpoint, if, if you look – if you think about it, like, if – I challenge anyone listening to this podcast, like, if you – if your office was a car and nobody was around you and they put that huge-ass screen right there, like, what was that screen, dude? Tell me you wouldn't be streaming every now and then. Yeah, it's a bigger TV than I've had in my room for probably about 20 years. <laughs> he's just cruising around with it like how does that how does that cop have that capability in the first place like i don't know like you put it in front of him like it might happen dude this is just so hockey canada dude like people were interviewed and they were like yeah he probably shouldn't do that but it didn't seem like they were that pissed like in the back of their mind they kind of understood what was going on dude like i don't know man it's I guess my take is if, if he's calling backup and he's waiting for backup to get there and shit, like, I'm sure he had his head on a swivel. And you want to mind, like, little background music. Might as well be a hockey game. Oh, for sure, dude. I always think about that. I always thought about – and I know it actually wouldn't work out because I would be terrible. But if I ever had to, like, serve in, like, the Army or the Navy or something like this, and it would probably get me killed. But I would want to, like, listen to music, like, well – about like battles going on, you know what I mean? Like just like pit and oh, shuffle sure. on the iPod. Absolutely fucking not. Dude, dude, you have bullets flying by your head and you have your AirPods in, listening to the fucking DJ Khaled, man. <laughs> like I don't think I don't think I'd want that. I think I'd want to hear whatever my commander was telling me to do, dude. Yeah. Can you imagine the commander's like, 
uh, Lieutenant Hal, get over there. And you're just doing the Dougie? Okay, let me let me rephrase this. You're at hockey practice, right, dude? You're at hockey. This is not war, dude. Yeah, well, I know it's not, but it's just a comparable situation, dude, right? It's a group of people coming together for one goal with a leader, just like that guy you said would be telling me what to do in war. It's before practice. The coach is, like, showing you or before a game showing you a couple things on the board. What do you think is better for you before? Do you think you should have your headphones in or do you think you should be listening to what he's saying? What's going to be more beneficial? Well, I mean – <laughs> I guess it's a comparable thing, but like in high school, our captains, he listened to fish, dude. So I wasn't really listening to anything he said anyway, but a corporal in the army, I'm probably listening to him. I Again, don't, guys, don't get mad about these takes. Like we're kidding around. The guy clearly shouldn't have been fucking doing this and how wouldn't have headphones in if he was going into that. I didn't say I'd be successful, dude, but I'm just thinking like, can you imagine like just like being in the jungle and like slow ride comes on shuffle? Yeah, I mean, maybe when you're driving up, like, and you guys are like, yeah, okay. Well, you know, I'm sure, like, parachute people, when they're getting ready to parachute, are listening to, like, fucking, like, I don't know, Guns N' Roses ready to go. Yeah, like, what if I'm just, maybe not while I'm in fight, but, like, I'm in the woods walking. Is that okay? I mean, you're probably going to want to hear what's going on. I think it's, like, when you're on your way somewhere in, like, a safe environment, like an airplane. Fair, Fair enough, dude. Agree to disagree. Um... Uh, last one before we get into Rangers Bruins talk. I didn't have this down. We talked about how PK Subban should like really seriously start training. Uh, he just got proposed to uh, by Lindsey Vaughn. This went viral. Uh, what do we have on this? Like, I think some people were saying, some people, not myself, were saying kind of a soft move that the guy's not proposing to the girl. Some people are saying this is awesome. Girls who can finally propose to guys. I don't really want to get into that discussion, but like in terms of like him not training and just trying to go viral, he he's sticking with the whole marketing one on one. So that's my question, dude. I'll I'll kick it over to Bizdev right away. Bizdev, dude, do you think this is like another like marketing ploy to like look cool, like a different like engagement to make some noise? <laughs> I my my take stands, dude. I think he just needs to focus on his game. Like, why is he getting engaged in the first place in December? Like, like can can it wait till the off season? Like, I. I know, I know, love is a complicated subject, but <laughs> it's true, it's true. But like, I don't know, PK. Like, you're just not playing well. Just get it together. And this stop. is marketing 101, dude. Love is love. Like, you can propose to somebody and not have like 1,000 Facebook pictures or videos about you like doing it. Like, you're right, especially when he only has like three points this year. I listen, I mean, man. PK Subban can do whatever the fuck PK Subban wants to do. He makes way more money than me. He's been way more charitable. True. All that shit. But if I'm a New Jersey Devils fan, I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on right now? Yeah, dude. And that's the other thing is, like, I keep forgetting this. I always bring up the fact, like, just trade P.K. Subban. That is a $10 million, He has, like, a $10 million cap hit, and this is happening. That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, while, while we're getting into Rangers Bruins talk, can you find out what P.K. Subban's contract's like? Here's a question. Here's a question for you. Um, let's just transition into Rangers talk, dude. Okay. Would okay. you Would you accept uh, PK Subban as a New York Ranger? He would probably fit well. He would work really well, but like he would be in New York City. Like he'd he'd have too much stuff to do. What do you think? Dude, if he's doing this in New Jersey, can you imagine if he was doing this in the concrete jungle where dreams are made of, dude? He would get absolutely nothing done. That's true. All right, fair enough, dude. What do you got for Rangers talk? So. Feverboy Rex and I, over the last few years, <clears throat> we talk about Sam Rosen a lot because over the last couple of years, he's kind of forgotten names or whatever. And uh, he had an overtime call <laughs> last night of the ages. It was a two-on-one. Panarin slid the puck across to D'Angelo. Clearly a goal. 
So Sam Rosen says, and what a save by Anderson. Like, I don't know, three seconds go by. The Rangers are celebrating. He doesn't correct himself. And Joe, Joe McLeod finally goes, no, it went in. And then Sam Rosen went, oh, my God, it went in. And that's Ryan Strom, Ryan Strom's first hat trick of his career. And then another eight seconds go on. And <laughs> McLeod's like, no, I think that was D'Angelo. And he goes, oh, it was D'Angelo. It was just an all-time Sam Rosen moment. People are pissed that people are chirping Sam like, Listen, I think I can chirp somebody and love somebody at the same time. I chirp you guys all the time. I love you guys. Like, I think that's okay to do. It was just – I sent it to you, Hal. I think you thought it was pretty funny, right? Yeah, it was funny, dude, for sure, and I agree. Like, you can't you can't actually get mad at that. Uh, you just can't get mad at that. I Like, at the end of the day, like, like he's – you like Sam Rosen, right? Like, I know he's getting older and, he's like, having slip-ups, but, like, in his prime, did you like Sam Rosen? Always love Sam Rosen and John Davidson to me were the best broadcasting duo of all time. Right. So in that sense, dude, the chirps, like you said, are coming from love. Uh, and if Sam Rosen wants to keep going because he's a legend, he's earned that right. Like he has to roll off the punches when he like makes like seven mistakes on one call. Like that's just the way it goes. So I thought it was hilarious. Um, I thought it was even funny that he just doubled down, dude. Like once once he got once he started going on a tear about Strom's like Hatrick, like. That blew my mind. How did he pick Strom? Was Strom just, like, in the pile? So he's like, that's the one. That's the guy who's... Strom, Strom was on the ice, like, 25 feet behind the play. Because, <laughs> like, it was very... I I just... I don't know, man. I Great call. What else do you have? Uh, so Rangers Twitter's been crazy this week. Uh, before I... This is going to kind of jump into it. Brandon Lemieux fractured his hand. He's out three to four weeks. Thoughts and prayers go to Lemmy, dude. Love that guy. The Rangers call up uh, Fogarty. Captain of the Wolfpack, uh, David Quinn said he's earned it, all this stuff. People are all in arms about, like, how Kratzov didn't get called up, that if Leah Sanderson was still on the team, who I will talk about later, trust me on that one, uh, that even if they were called up as four minutes, blah, blah, blah. I'm getting so sick and tired of Rangers Twitter pretending that they have more of a valuable input than the people that are around the players. I don't know if Bruins Twitter is like this, but Rangers Twitter is getting just out of fucking control. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I don't think we're there yet, but you guys are in a weird state where like when there's like a, a rebuild, like there's a lot of question marks. So there's a lot of stuff to argue over. Do you know what I mean? I guess. But it's not even arguing about stuff. It's that people genuinely think that they have more input than the head coach who coached at Boston University, who developed players. That was like his career. And they think that they could do a better job than him. It drives me nuts. That's fair, dude. <laughs> what else? What else? you have? I think we have an update from Dale. Um, I, I just have to. Uh... It's not the Rangers related, but the AHL or the ECHL, the Thunder. I just got added to the Facebook group on the Thunder page, and there's like just people shit talking them. They were on an 11 game losing streak, and this guy just came in with a really insightful comment. I thought he was like, he was like, yes, the boys are not playing well. It's not what we're accustomed to. However, we really don't know like what's going on. There could be something behind the scenes in the locker room. Like it was just like a refreshing take on the fact that us on Twitter really are not nearly as close. So it's just kind of parallel to the Rangers there. And I agree with that, but there is one certain, certain circumstance where I don't agree with that. And I will tell, talk more about that later, but that's, I like that Dale. Uh, the Rangers have won their last two games. They beat the, the Carolina uh, clowns and they beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Artemi Panarin has 51 points. The he's 15 and 15 in 25 games. Ryan Strom has 35 points in 38 games. Everybody wants Ryan Strom traded, or at least the analytical computer chart boys, which I'll also get into later. Uh, Ryan Strom's also coming up on a contract. People are saying he's getting paid six mil, whatever. Here's my argument for this. If you don't think Ryan Strom's good, but you think Ryan Strom's good with Panarin, no. 
And I actually didn't come up with this. Kevin Deleary, uh, he does his own podcast, Rangers. It's awesome. Check it out. Uh, he said, if Panarin has six years left on his deal, and Panarin plays that great with Ryan Strom, and they're putting up all these points, then what is the issue with signing Ryan Strom for six years? Good point. Right? <laughs> That's a good point. Like, holy shit, two plus two is four. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up, let him play, whatever. Uh Vitaly Krotsov's getting more time in the AHL. He has two goals and two assists since he's been back, or like two goals and one assist. He, everybody's been kind of pumping his tires that he's playing 200 V, <coughs> that he's getting the ice time he deserves, all this stuff. Shesterkin, still a stud. Last thing on the Rangers, I saw <coughs> an article that just came out. Apparently the Avalanche are interested in Chris Kreider. What do you think about that? This is a, The Avalanche and the Boston Bruins are the teams that are always connected with Chris Kreider. Yeah, I mean, I would prefer he doesn't become a Boston Bruin, so I'm cool with that. Um and by the way, Chris Kreider's doing the thing that, like, now he's playing well, so now everybody thinks that we should, like, extend him, but people forget about the 25 other games that he didn't show up before this happened. Yeah, so here's my thing with Chris Kreider, too, and I think teams need to keep this in mind. The only reason I think he might work in Boston is because if you're a true Stanley Cup contender, you need to play Chris Kreider in his correct position, which is a very good third-line wing. Like, if, you, if you're a team and you can afford to put him on the third-line, dude— like, I think that's a good spot. He can be inconsistent with his points, but, like, people always argue with him, right? He hits, he can forecheck, if he, but he has to keep that energy. So, like, he's, he just seems like a risk almost everywhere. Like, I almost just talked myself out of Chris Kreider, and that's kind of what Chris Kreider is as a player, is when you try to compliment, you start bashing him, and when you bash him, you start to compliment him. Like, it doesn't make sense. Here's why I think Chris Kreider would be good on the Bruins. Is I think ever since Chris Kreider's become a New York Ranger, I don't think the leadership for the forwards has really been there. In his early years, he banged bodies. That's kind of when Callahan was around. Callahan left. Then you had, like, Rick Nash. Chris Kreider's been the veteran of this group. Somebody needs to tell Chris Kreider to just fucking hit people. And I think if he goes to Boston and he's around David Backus and Zidane Chara and Patrice Bergeron and they're like, hey, listen, you have to play this game, I think he'd play that game. I think Chris Kreider would actually be very good for the Bruins. Yeah, so can I just transition right into the Bruins? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Uh, quickly with the Bruins. Here's my thing. You just – the Bruins are kind of missing that bang. We just kind of got punked by the Capitals last week. We won the game, blew them out, but they Tom Wilson was running around like TJ Oshie buried McAvoy. Not much of like a physical answer. Like the Bruins need some type of physical answer, um, and I think I have it, and people are really going to hate this, but call up Trent Frederick. I am sick of all of – I'm sick of Parlin Holm. I am sick of Nick Ritchie. Trent Frederick is a prospect I'm kind of cool on. I was really mad when we drafted him. I remember that night because I wanted Alex to bring it, and I was correct on that. He's not putting up big points, but right now, um, let me read this tweet from the Providence Bruins beat writer. Trent Frederick, six fighting majors and 79 penalty minutes lead the AHL. He just did it the other night. There was this guy who got a three-game suspension against him like three games before, buried a guy at like center ice, kind of a headshot. Tommy Cross, uh, they played each other like a week later. Trent Frederick first shift went out and fought the guy. I know he's a first-round pick, and I know that we're supposed to expect more out of him, but if he can if he can fill like a fourth-line void and like bang bodies with uh, Chris Wagner and Sean Corrali, I think our team will be a lot more successful. So I'm really hoping that turns out. Side note on all of that, Trent Frederick leads the, NH, or the AHL with six fights this year. You can only have 10, and then I think you get fined or serve a suspension. Um has the AHL gone soft, dude? How has Trent Frederick had the most fights in the NHL or the AHL? I just I feel like all the leagues are, dude. This isn't like the old days where the East Coast was a jungle and the AHL was still kind of like that. Now it's just all yeah. skill. 
there's not that much fighting in the ECHL because that's what I wanted to ask you. Uh, I mean, there's definitely more in the ECHL than there is in the NHL or the AHL, but it would still be kind of like an all right year, like back then. You know what I mean? Uh, we had we had some fights in the Thunder game the other night that were pretty cool, but it's it's nowhere near the like what it used to be. And dude, I love Trent Frederick. When the Rangers were trading Rick Nash to the Bruins, I was really hoping that Frederick was going to be a piece that came this way. It just never panned out that way. Yeah, so I hope he becomes a bottom piece. If he can develop, that's fine. But I think. I think he's like 21 years old. That's like when Marshan started playing on the fourth line. So if that's the route they have to go, I think they should do it. Um, a couple other really quick notes. I gotta find this. I thought this was hilarious. Uh, a, a Gloucester, Massachusetts man reported to police that his Boston Bruins sweatshirt, to which he attached immense sentimental value to, had been stolen from the locker room while he was working out at the YMCA on Middle Street. An hour later. He called back to report that he'd been wearing the sweatshirt under his vest the whole time and did not remember putting it on. That was on. That was in a lo- local police blotter in Massachusetts. Uh, shout out to that guy, dude. We've all been in a pickle where we don't know where our sweatshirt is or something we really want, and then it just turns out you're fucking wearing it and you called the cops, fucking crying. I've never done sweatshirt, but like I've looked for my phone for like 20 minutes before and then realized it was just in my hand the whole time. It's yep. it's kind of like similar to that, right? Yeah. So I thought that was really funny. Um, Two really quick notes, too. Carson Kuhlman, uh, I don't know if people remember him. In Game 6 of the Stanley Cup Finals last year, he got inserted uh, into the lineup, and he scored a goal. Um, guy? No, he's the uh, – well, he plays in Providence now, but he played for – he won a national championship in Minnesota Duluth. He was their captain. He's like a little five foot ten kid who's really fast. He's He doesn't hit really. Like, he can hit, but he's more on – he's the first guy on the forecheck. So I'm excited to see what he does. If he can add depth with guys like Heinen um, – and Bjork, that would be huge. Uh, and last thing, Bruins are on a super huge tear, or losing streak, rather, and they've kind of got it back together. Like, I think they've won their last two or three. Uh, the reason to do that, uh, Patrice Bergeron, in his last three games, he became the fifth player in Bruins history to score multiple goals. Um, so, I mean, he scored, like, two or three goals, like, basically putting the team on his back. So, shout out to Bergeron, still doing it. Dude, the last time I watched the Bruins on NBCSN, it may not have been the last game, but like one of the last times I saw them, they put up a stat of it was Marshan, Bergeron, or Marshan, Bergeron, and Pasternak, and it had all their stats for like the last seven games. I think the person who had the least amount still was a point per game player, and they were talking about how they were struggling. And I just remember sitting there being like, dude, that guy has seven points in his last seven games. Like, that's struggling. And like they were like serious about it. Like, that's how good that line is. That's insane. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess that that's a really good point. Uh, yeah, dude, that's all I got on uh, Bruins Talk. All right, that's Bruins Talk. Now, Beer League Roundup. This one's going to be quick for me. I'm still fucking hurt, dude. I, the next time I take the ice, we'll be in Lake Placid. Hopefully, I'm good. However, I did get the core shorts in, so uh, we'll see how those how those work. They're pretty tight, and I'm a little bit overweight right now, so i got to figure out how to look better in them. Um, if you guys have any you know, tips, let me know. But that's what I have on Beer League Roundup. What do you have? Yeah, all I was going to say, dude, is last Monday I played in the game, Christmas Eve's Eve, I was battling, like, the flu, dude. I got to the rink, and we had 3D. Oof. It was a struggle, dude. Flu plus 3D. I, like, I was cramping. Like, I hadn't cramped. You know that cramping in your legs, dude? Like, it literally, like, I, it hurt to stand, dude. I was like, this is the worst thing ever. Um, but shout you know, out. You know what's scary about cramping, dude, is back when you were a kid, like, you know it's a cramp, and now that we're older, like, if I cramp anywhere, I think I'm having a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. Like every time I'm like something's seriously wrong right now, <laughs> dude. The, yeah, seriously, I I agree. Cramps are not okay because when they do happen, they come out of nowhere. It's the worst. Like, totally agree on that. Um, the only other thing I was gonna add 
is the saving grace was third period. We ended up routing them, and it it went six nothing. And I was like, "Fuck yes!" And someone was like, "You're excited, six nothing." I was like, "Dude, that's running clock. Once we get up six goals in the third period, it is running clock." I was like, "Thank the Lord!" So we made it out of there pretty early. So three D with the flu. I can understand why the defense would be like that as a forward when you're up six nothing and your running time. You're like, "Fuck, man!" Like I'm not gonna have as many shifts to put up stats right now. We had six forwards. I'd still be pissed. Or five. I, love I think we had forwards. five forwards. Five forwards. We had eight skaters. So, you, I mean, everyone got plenty of ice time. I think everyone. Yeah, collectively, everybody was probably pretty happy about it. Uh, do you have anything in the beer league ground up, Dale? Yeah, so I got to play with Craig Darby and his daughter on uh, Sunday night. I got matched up with the line with them. Uh, pretty cool to play with a uh, former NHL player. Uh, Craig Darby has 10 years in the NHL from 94 to 2004. Uh, Montreal Canadiens, Islanders, Flyers, and the Devils also has over a hundred points from the Albany Riverette. So it was just it was just pretty awesome. Like the puck was always on my tape. Like scored some really nice goals. That was fun. Um, so other than that, fun. it's so much fun playing with a player who actually knows what the fuck's going on. Like all you have to do is find open ice, and somehow, some way, the puck's gonna get to you. And his daughter's pretty sick. She plays D three at Nazareth, and the two of them had ridiculous chemistry. So oh, I was yeah. happy there. Um, other than that, I've just been crushing it out in Saratoga Lake. The ice has been phenomenal. Trying to get you out there. I know your groin's bad, but it's just honestly the best ice I've ever skated on. I can see the minnows like swimming underneath it. Clear, crisp, beautiful ice. So that was a great I don't think there's I don't think there's a human being in the world that loves pond hockey more than Dale when the lake freezes. Well, let's just keep in mind, dude, it's a lot easier to love pond hockey when the lake freezes when the lake's, like, in your backyard. It makes things a lot easier, number one. Number two, there's a big ice storm coming tonight, Dale. A lot of frozen rain, I guess, is what I've been hearing. What do you think's going to happen to the ice? Do you think that good sheet's gone? You've well, well, first off, first off, the last time we had a big storm, um, I drove this 8, 830, Friday, 8, 8.30 Sunday night, and uh, my car fell off the road. So we're, we're going for it again tonight, boys. We're going to just... Same car, same Subi. We're going to uh, send it, and hopefully I don't fall off the road. Hopefully I don't get have to sleep at the rink tonight. But, um, yeah, I don't know. The, the, the lake wasn't good today, so I'm a little sad that our window of perfection might be ending. That's a good point, dude. So that that was all we had for NHL News, Beer League Roundup. Now we're going to get into our Patty B hotline. This is a very quick voicemail. All right, Pat, do it. Hey, this is the Patty B Hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate. All right, Patty B voicemail time. Guys, buckle up. This is going to be a good one. I just want to preface this. Patty left three voicemails. This was the third one. The first one he asked, he kind of messed up, and I called him, and he's like, oh, listen, all right, I'll do it again. The second one that he sent, you couldn't understand a word he said, so I texted him, and I go, Pat, you need to do this one more time. Talk loud so we can hear what you're saying, and let's do this. And that's what he came with. Pat, loud means loud like this, man. Pronunciate your stuff. But I think what I got from that is if we're cat guys or dog guys. Is that what that was? Yeah. Okay. I'm a dog guy. Cats suck. You never know what cats are thinking. You can't call a cat and have a cat come to you. Dogs can. Dogs love love, dude. I'm I'm a big dog guy. Yeah, I agree. I like dogs. I'm allergic to cats. Cats can smell my fear. That's all I got. Dale? I was a cat guy until I got my dog, Jasper, and I vividly remember Ryan being like, 
dude, you just you just don't understand like how much you can love a dog until you have one. So just shout out to that. All right. If you guys have a voicemail, hockey related voicemail or any type of voicemail, speak loud, speak proud, pronunciate your stuff and do it. It's 518-309-2595. That's 518-309-2595. Now we are going to move into our Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros brought to you by Laga Sports. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. All right. Heroes and Zeros time. I have a shit ton to say. So can I just do both of mine right now? <laughs> Go for it, dude. My hero of the week goes to Tony D'Angelo. He scored in overtime. <clears throat> He's been kind of clowning on all the analytical people and on Twitter. And uh, Ryan Strom had another big game. Ryan Strom is subject to tons of criticism pretty much every day from these people saying that, you know, he sucks, his shooting percentage, blah, 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 blah. He guys, he has 35 points in 38 games, but okay. Uh, so Tony D, after, uh, after the overtime winner, like, Vince, who's been on our podcast, was interviewing Ryan Strom, and Tony D came over, and he's like, yeah, I bet those computer boys are going to like that, huh? And then Vince tweeted out, Tony quote tweeted it, and said, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of angry computers out there tonight with a winky face, all that sort of stuff. I love Tony D. I love that he's playing into it. Like, he, He's obviously on Twitter all the time, seeing what all these people who think that they know what they're talking about, that but have probably never played hockey or have a grasp on what's actually going on in the locker room or anything along those lines is happening. So shout out to Tony D for putting people in their place and just like he loves it. He loves like stirring shit up. So, I mean, obviously, I, t- I think I said this last year that Tony D'Angelo was going to be one of my favorite Rangers, and he is. He's, he's a fucking beauty. Um, and then my zero of the week. Oh, boys, buckle up. This goes to the quitter. That's what I call him now. Leas fucking Anderson. How many people do you know that could be drafted, like, in the first round, play professional hockey, get paid millions of dollars, if not millions, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and then just quit? Like, take your ball and go home. I'm not playing anymore. And think that that's going to be good for your career. He is my zero of the week. He's gutless. He's a quitter. He doesn't understand, like, oh, hey, like, maybe I should just work hard or work through this. No, he went out of his way. He quit. Uh, Brian Burke was interviewed on Sportsnet. He called him a millennial, and he said that if he was a GM, he would turn his phone off or block his number. He wouldn't trade him, and he'd have to figure it out. He said that in the past, like, players have done this to him, and he's pretty much told them to fuck off. Like, I'm not trading you. This is, like, you need to figure your shit out. So shout out to that guy. And all the people that are defending this kid and telling me I don't know what's going on, he threw a little fucking hissy fit. He's not Mika Zibanejad's little brother anymore. He He's a miserable hockey player. I'm, I'm over him. He's a quitter. And that's about all. Oh, and you want to know what? Back in the day when he threw the silver medal in the stands, I thought it was sick because, like, he only accepted losing. That's what I thought his mindset was. No, he was throwing another fucking hissy fit because he's a toddler. That's my that's my spiel on my zero of the week. Leah Sanderson. Uh, the only thing I have on this dude is, so let's talk Rangers hate power ranking. So Mark Stahl, Leas Anderson, where are we at right now? Mark oh. Stahl never quit on the Rangers. Mark Stahl never quit on the Rangers. That is true. Uh, in terms of hate, there's three. It's Leas Anderson, Mark Stahl, and Hugh Jessman. Uh, I hate Mark Stahl because of the way he plays the game. But you want to know what? He shows up. That's all you can ask for a guy making six, six, five point six or whatever a million dollars a year. So he wouldn't be my number one, which is crazy to think. Hugh Jasmine was supposed to be a specimen. I can almost blame that more on the organization because he literally never even had a career. So breaking news: Leas Anderson is now number one in in the Rangers hate hierarchy for Cad. He is gutless. He's a quitter. I don't. This guy could end up coming back and playing for the Rangers and scoring a hundred goals a year, and I could not even stand the fact that he was on my team. 
And people are going to be like, oh, are you angry, kid? Fuck yeah, I'm angry. Our first fucking round pick took his ball and went home. Of course I'm angry. If you got hate in your heart, let it out, dude. All this season's over, so. Thanks, dude. Do you guys have anything on that? Do you understand where I'm coming from? Is there anything you could tell me that I'm acting irrationally about this? No, dude. I think, no, I don't. Because at the end of the day, the one thing he doesn't have going for him is that he hasn't been playing well, so. If he had been playing well, maybe we could talk about something different. Like, if he was stuck in the AHL, like, fine. Thank you for mentioning that because a lot of people are saying, oh, Leah Anderson's not playing well because of his line mates. Over the last 56 games, Michael Haley has produced the exact same amount as Leah Anderson. It's not like Michael Haley's playing with Sidney fucking Crosby. It's fair, dude. So, yeah, I mean, I think that sums it up, dude. I think you said it well. Dale, do you have anything on that? I just agree with Kevin over there. I'm going to do a weekly reminder and just keep hitting him up, letting him, just reminding him that he's a quitter. So. You uh, are a grudge guy, dude. Um, yeah, you are a grudge guy. So. There's there's nothing that this guy can do to get back in my good graces. I don't care if he scores 100 goals and he scores every single goal on the way to winning a Stanley Cup. That Stanley Cup will always – I won't even think of it. So, um. Fair, dude. That was a good – that was uh, a powerful hero on zero. I'm glad you saved it. Um, I feel like I kind of, I feel like I kind of scared you guys. No, it was just one of those things where like I just kind of stood back and like let you, let you kind of, you needed to release that into the wild. Like I feel like it's been on your mind for a while, um, so I was just gonna let it ride. Um, hero of the week, hero of the week. This is gonna be really quick. I just picked a. Uh, I just thought it was a cool story. Dylan Fox. You probably don't know who that is. You'll probably never hear his name again. That's fine. Uh, basically he played in like the EJ and like the AJ he played for the Walpole express, went to SUNY Plattsburgh D3. He rode the bus, uh, through the SUNYAC, which I just want to remind people too. Like if you're in the SUNYAC, uh, playing a D3 sport and you're in Plattsburgh, dude, that's a haul every like away game. Like there's not too much close to you. Like you imagine going to like fuck Fredonia or like Brockport or Buffalo. That's like a minimum five hours. So riding the bus in the SUNYAC. Kind of works his way around, ends up in the ECHL, the main Mariners. He's like a point-per-game player this year, and he just got signed uh, to a PTO with the Hartford Wolfpack for a couple of games. So I think that's cool, going D3 to the AHL. I know Keith Coin went from D3 to the NHL, but you don't see it that often, so just kind of a like a hat-tip situation. I got to see him play against the Thunder when he was on the Mariners. He was a pretty good little player. He's smaller. Uh, he stuck out because his last name is Fox, and we have Adam Fox in the NHL. I was actually checking out. He's a pretty good little player. Yeah, and the other thing, too, I know, like, their men's team isn't as dominant anymore, but their women's team's really good. In terms of, like, uh, cool D3, like, programs, especially in the SUNYAC, I take Plattsburgh over Oswego any day of the week. Like, I feel like Plattsburgh's kind of like the bad boys where, like, Oswego or, like, any of those private schools in New England, like, are kind of soft. Yeah, I would agree with that. Plus, I, I think Plattsburgh has way cooler jerseys. I've never been to the rink. Oswego has got a pretty cool bowl, but I don't know how uh, the Plattsburgh rink is. I don't know if either of you guys have ever been there. It's nice. I mean, it's a classic D3 rank. Um, zero of the week. Mark Borowiecki. Uh, this guy's all over the map. Yeah, we just pumped this guy's tires. This is kind of what I was scared of. He's going Hollywood. Um, <laughs> so apparently what's happened, he's been saving lives off the ice, uh, and he's just been killing it on the ice. Like, I guess he's playing his best season ever, like defensively, like he's putting up points. Uh, there, here's this quote, my priority tonight and for the rest of the season is not fighting. It's a contract year for me. I'm currently making $0 next year. I want to be in the lineup and playing. I have things to prove and my willingness to fight isn't one of them. I agree, Mark. I think you have proven that you fight and that like 
you'll stand up for your teammates. But, like, at the end of the day, like, the Ottawa Senators need you to fight, dude. Like, that's why you're great. Like, part of what makes Mark Borowiecki such an interesting hockey player is you never know when he's going to go off the rails. So if he loses that edge, I think he loses some game to himself. I understand what he's saying. Like, I get it. It's his life. He probably hasn't made that much money. He wants one more NHL contract, and he's trying to get that. But, like, dude, like, that's kind of your job. Yeah, I think you nailed it when you said he went Hollywood. Like, he could have just done this and not told anybody. Yeah, and, why say this like, out loud, dude? Because yeah. if I'm on the other team, like, he has a target on his back. I'm going to try to piss him off as much as possible because he's not going to do anything about it. Dude, and, the, and yeah, and the other thing, too, is if I'm a team that was, like, maybe I'm rebuilding. Like, I have a younger defensive corps. Mark Borowiecki is a, a free agent in the offseason. He's coming off of, like, a career year. Like, I'm, I might be willing to give him some money as, like, a veteran who, like, stands up for his teammates um, and reward him for his good season last year. But, like, if he's not going to fight, then that kind of takes away part of, like, who he is. And I know he said just for the rest of the season, but, like, once you stop fighting, I don't know if you get back into it. Like, that must that has to be hard to transition in and out, you know what I mean? I think he'll still fight. I think he just said that so teams will take him more seriously. But still, that's a weird thing to come out and say that. I don't know. Um, yeah. Dale, do you have any heroes or zeros, or should we move on to the three stars? I got some heroes. I got yeah. So uh, my hero of the week is Mike Spatula and Mike Spatula and the Adirondack Thunder. Honestly, dude, last night the Adirondack Thunder Glens Falls Civic Center was rocking. They were up six to nothing. That was the best I've seen them play this season. I haven't felt the Civic Center with that kind of energy in a long time. The boys were up six nothing. They're still picking fights. They're going after it. It was just a great all-around game. We saw Mike at the bars afterwards, and uh, just all-around great guy. Um, I also want to give a special shout-out to Patty B. He reached out to me via Twitter. That's at TMSBizDev on Twitter, and he just lended me a lot of uh, advice into refing, and he's kind of been my my guiding ref star there. Uh, so shout-out to Patty B. Thank you very much. Um, just quick, quick zero of the week, I guess, would be the people that take rocks and throw it out onto the lake to uh, oh. test, to test, to see if the ice is good. So then, so then you're just skating, and there's a fucking boulder that's gonna either trip you or just dull the shit out of your skates. I can't stand that. So, I think that's a classic Greenfield move, dude. That's, I, I think, where I kind of come from. That's how the boys test to see if you can go out on the ice. I get what you're saying, though, dude. That is that is your home. That is your home barn. Leave the ice alone. But for a couple of Greenfield boys, I want to make sure we don't fall through. I mean, how else are you going to tell if it's thick or not? To me, dude, there's only one way you can tell if it's thick, and if that's if some guy set up a, a shack out in the middle of the lake. There's always oh, one. There's nice, always nice the first fishers out there. You're good. Yeah. And, that's dude, a- and then if you see the second test, is if you see a pickup truck, you're more than golden. That means that thing's just concrete. So, I mean, like, if you're throwing rocks, you can kick rocks. Also, a veteran move you always at you always make friends with the ice fishermen and you ask them, hey, uh, how many inches you how many inches you got? <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair enough. Uh, quick shout out to our buddy Mike. Uh, he came to the Thunder game last night and during the intermission they do this thing where you shoot from the far blue line into an empty net and for every shot that you make you get a five dollar gift card to Dunkin' Donuts and uh, you get sixty seconds to do it. He made seven shots and honestly, like other than the Thunder winning, that's the loudest I've ever heard the civic center this year at least is when he ended up getting seven shots you like it was it was really loud in there for him so that was pretty cool 
Um, that was our Heroes and Zero. So now we are going to move on to our three stars of the week. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars of the week. Uh, we're not going to be back until the next year, so we're going to do New Year's resolutions, but not your normal New Year's resolutions. Your Beer League New Year's, New Year's resolutions. Uh, my third star, I keep getting hurt all the time. Resolution, I'm going to stretch it out on game days. I'm going to at least throughout the course of the day have 30 minutes of stretching, whether it be at one time or another. I think I need to start doing that in my old age. It's a good one, dude. I've actually – we have like a five-minute warm-up. I've actually come to the conclusion four minutes of my warm-ups actually stretching. I'm a stretch, take like three shots and sit on the bench kind of guy. Definitely stretch it out, dude. That's very important. Um, My third star is no more pregame naps. Uh, I thought they would be beneficial to me, but I think I just wake up groggy and like kind of out of it. I never really recover. When you're taking a nap and waking up at 8.30 on Monday, like it's just not productive. Mm-hmm. So I need to cut the naps out. I understand it's a late start, but I need to grow up. I like that. Dale, are you doing three stars or no? Yeah, just give me a minute. Are you guys done? Or? Well, that's our third oh. star. We can keep going if you want us to. Yeah, keep going and come back to me. All right, my second star. I need to become a 200-foot center, dude. I've been playing a lot of center, and in my, the D zone's a mess, man, because I'm normally a winger. So when I get in the D zone, I literally just kind of chill by one of their defensemen, and hopefully our wing can kind of figure out that I'm not going below the hash, and they, they kind of go down there. I think I need to help out the, the guys a little bit more, and I think I get the puck more if I'm going below the dots. So uh, definitely become a 200-foot beer league center. I think that'd go a long way. Yeah, I would, I would argue that one of the most important things you can do as a center in beer league hockey is be there for the breakout. Centers who find, like, an open space for a breakout start everything, dude. So 200 swing, – Swing and low, right? Like You can swing low or you can swing, like, kind of, like, like through the slot and then come out that way a little bit deeper. But as long as you're swinging, you're good. Swings. Big dick swing, dude. I like that. Uh, my number two starts. Take more showers, dude. I don't know when I transition to this. kind of makes me sick. I always, like, forget to take my towel out or I don't have shampoo or something. But, like, at some point in my, my recent beer league life, I've transitioned to, like, a shower-at-home guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and I just don't know why I'm putting those clothes on when I smell like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that sounds a little bit questionable. I never bring shampoo, but I make sure I have a, uh, a towel. Actually, listen listen to this. How often do you wash, like, your shit? Do you ever, like, do you wash your shit a lot or no? My hockey equipment? Not your hockey equipment, but, like, your undershirt, jock, socks, all that shit. I mean, I wash my socks every time, I guess. Okay, so what I do is I actually – I have a laundry bag, and I put all the shit in that, and then when I get home, I wash it, and I have the towel in there too. So you wash, dry, you put it back in the laundry bag, and then you put the laundry bag in your bag. That way, every single time you have your towel. It's not a bad idea, dude, but I feel like you need to bring shampoo. Uh, no, you don't. I've never brought shampoo. You just find somebody on your team who has it. That's a that's, that's a disrespectful team. move, dude. I don't you think know, so. That's, never, not, that's not nearly as disrespectful as it is of not having clear tape. I just got two pairs of clear tape for Christmas. So. I'm just throwing it out there, dude. I just feel like next time, like if you like ask for my shampoo, I'm gonna be like, no, dude, you should have planned. I wouldn't. I would go dude, to you for shampoo. You're the you, last person I go to shampoo for. I got I, when we played in that charity game. I gave you 
like body wash. You did, but you went out of your way and offered. It wasn't like, oh, hey, do you have any? You're like, hey, well, can right, I, I Now I won't be that nice anymore, dude. I take it all back. Well, I mean, you just told me you weren't going to be nice to begin with. It's not like this is a new thing. You just said that you weren't going to give me any. And if you didn't get, do that, I was going to find somebody else in the locker room. Like, hey, guys, yeah. anybody have shampoo? Shampoo's off the table, dude. Don't worry about it. You can't twist this on me. Shampoo's off the table. Get yourself a laundry bag and a fucking towel, all right, dude? Grow up, dude, and buy a fucking bottle of shampoo. You can get like a. Grow up, dude, and get a fucking laundry bag and shower at the rink. Come on, dude. dude. Maybe I know get you... flip flops, too. Put them in I there. I know you go to Walmart like three times a week, dude. Walk down the shampoo aisle for once. Pick yourself up something nice, dude. I go to Stewart's, not Walmart, but I bet Stewart's probably does have some shampoo, so that's a check. <laughs> uh, my first star, been trying to do this for a while. I want to do the Michigan. I want to do the Michigan this year. I know I just shit on it, but nobody in the beer league's done it. I've tried doing it three times. Each time it's been close. Close enough where people are like, oh, shit, dude, you almost did it. So I want to get that done by the end of the year. Yeah, my only beef with that, dude, is once you do it in a game and you don't do it, it's kind of hard to do it in a game and then actually do it in front of, like, the same team. I know they'll get pumped, dude, but it's not as sick. You need to – you know what you need to do is you need to do it at that uh, Lake Placid tournament you're going to. That would be a statement and a half. Holy fuck, could you imagine, dude? It's gotten to the point where, like, the boys on the team know I'm trying to do it, so on the power play, <laughs> like, I just sit behind the net and they try to get it to me. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We I play this one guy, uh, Rack. He's really good. He probably scores – I'm not even kidding. He probably scores 10, 15 goals between the legs, like, throughout the course of the year, and it's not, like, close to our breakaway. Like, he'll do it at the top of the circles. He, he has a fucking hammer of a shot. And, like, I'm pretty sure he could do this, but he's not trying to steal my, my fucking thunder because he knows that, like, I'm trying to do it first. I'd be fucking pissed if he did that before I did. Fair, dude. That's fair. That's a stand-up move. Uh my first star, dude, it's kind of more equipment related again. I just need to sharpen my skates more. I've gotten too lax with it. I went like I went like over a month without sharpening my skates, and then I went out there last game, and I was like, wow, what a difference this actually is. Like, I shouldn't be forgetting to sharpen my skates. It brings Not, my play down. That's a good one. Right now, where do you get your skate sharpened? Is there like a sharpener right at the rink? Yeah, there is. I've never, I've never been to them before. Honestly, part of the thing, the only place I really like in the whole state is like two hours north. So I was there like the other weekend so i stopped in but that's the thing i gotta find a local guy i just don't have him yet i have a local guy just in clifton park so it's kind of fucking hard to do that especially with all the shit that we have going on but that's a good one i need to get my skate sharp and bad they're getting pretty shitty but those were the three stars now dale what do we got bud uh, i'd like to pull the dad suit move the move where you know you put it out front get it back uh that would be nice i'm still looking for my first goal in the actual beer league you know i play sunday nights but uh Get a get a first good one there. Uh haven't had a water bottle in a long time, and there's nothing like having a, like a good Gatorade bottle. That's a you know. Here's, here, here's the thing about a water bottle, dude. Like I have a Gatorade bottle, and like I kind of hide it when I'm on the bench. But you would almost be better off buying a Gatorade bottle that literally nobody has. So right. then that way, when you're on the bench, you can see if anybody's drinking out of it. Yeah. And like when you get to the bench, you'll know exactly where it is. Yeah. Well, that's yes. the problem with the, there's that classic green Gatorade bottle that everybody has. Yeah. Orange I have that, dude. It was the biggest mistake ever. I used to always be a, get a, a gallon jug at the gas station for the game. That was always my move. I'm trying to be more sustainable. But I got to get rid of the Gatorade uh, bottle. I have that. That's a huge issue. I'm glad you guys said it because I was going to say if you didn't. Some guys on the team like do like a little tape on it so like to try to differentiate them. But my right. water is always – I don't even know if I have the same water bottle I started with a couple – weeks ago so here here's one do you remember the white bottle with the red cap like like the old school like super that's, thick that's the bottle you want because nobody has that and th that'll bring you back to the glory days of like playing like youth hockey 
Those on those have like a distinct taste in them too. Yeah, they a hundred. Thank you for just saying <laughs> that because they one thousand percent do. It's water and plastic, but like good plastic. <laughs> All right, and um. How? What are you doing, buddy? You have something to say, bud? What? No, no. Sorry, I was sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then and then my uh my last resolution for the new year would be to. Let's make let's get on this. The Saratoga Pond hockey tournament, the Frozen Classic, is happening again this year. We need a sick team. We need to enter the right division, the the strong division, the gold division this year. And you know, I'm really gonna lay it out all out on the ice, and I'm excited for uh, Captain Kedia to get the boys together for this one. So here it is. I have two things for it. One, you're still the only person that's told me that this is happening. <laughs> I heard it from Jay. I know, I know you did, but you're you're the only confirmed person. I have people still asking me where's what's going on with Saratoga. We haven't seen it yet. So if it does happen, cool. Secondly, if it does happen, I'm I'm down to GM. I just don't really want to play in it. But I will be there supporting the boys, and I'll be wait, 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 why, dude? Because, dude, I just feel like that's just another fucking time I'm gonna get hurt, and I never have a good time there, and I'm always sick for like two weeks after it. The ice sucks. I'm down to rally the boys and be there sitting in a fucking lawn chair, getting the boys going, moving merch. But, like, I just don't really – I didn't want to play in it last year. I got shirt for it. Wow, dude. Yeah, it's, that's really but, but, honestly but, but, but biz dev, biz dev, I will, I will put together a fucking all-star team, dude, and get people to fucking wheel and deal with our new jerseys. Don't, don't get that twisted. How are you going to have an all-star team without yourself, dude? Can you play on the team? Can you be on the team, but just, like, go out for – like, you don't have to play the full game. I understand there's a high risk of injury because the, the ice is questionable at times. But I think I think there's a way that we could have both, dude. All right. Well, well, we'll think about it. One, we don't know for sure if it's happening. We've, we've been told by the guy who organizes it does, but it's no information no information's been released. But – all right, guys. Anything else going into the new year? Any other things you want to tell the listeners? Anything like that? I think New Year, dude. <laughs> no go on the figure skates. Oh, you didn't get the figure skates, bud? Oh, you bitched uh, out, dude. Oh, man. I mean, I could buy them for myself, but... Oh, my God, dude. I didn't hit record. Yes, it is. It says yes, Jimmy's it recording it the call. It says recording. I'm just kidding, boys. All right. Hey, guys. <laughs> happy, happy New Year. And uh, we will we'll talk soon, all right? Bye, guys. It's no surprise I won't be